When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Dude, Could You Imagine? The show that asks what if and explores the hypothetical and absurd. I'm your host, Fritz Frivolous. Now let's meet our contestants and explain the rules for our audience. The rules are simple. Our two contestants, Will and Tom, will place these neural transmitters on their heads, and then they will be placed into a deep coma-like state. From this point, I will ask them a question or give them a scenario to which they must answer, all while the neural transmitters give us a glimpse into what they are imagining. So, Will and Todd, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Indeed. Well, you heard him, folks. Let's get ready to play Dude, Could You Imagine? And the question is, what if exoskeleton technology was made available to the public at a reasonable price point? Okay, William. Okay, Thomas. <laughs> Laughing maniac. Uh, w- <laughs> um, we did get our question from Fritz already, and we this did? time that question was, what if exoskeleton technology became available to the public at a reasonable price point? Now, define reasonable price point. <laughs> so, so yeah, I know. I was just about to say that. What I feel is a reasonable price point is something that can be sold in like, you know, Walmart, CVS, stuff like that. And CVS? honestly, I oh, feel CVS. Yeah. Even, even CVS. <laughs> yeah. CVS pharmacy. You know, okay. like, so, I, you know, I would stay away from Walgreens. You know what I mean? Those are probably crap pieces of shit ones, but <laughs> sure. I mean, CVS um, ain't going to be much better. I don't think. Um, yeah. I honestly, I feel like. And, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, though they would, if this type of technology became available to the public, I feel like, you know, there's going to be many different brands and some of them are going to be way more better quality than others and have a higher price point. Okay. But I'm yeah. just saying Let's... if the lowest probably that you'll find and the, the cheapest types would probably be somewhere be around 200 to 250. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, like, yeah, let's set some parameters. Um, that's a lot lower than I thought. I thought. Yeah, that's why. I that's why this was because... going to be like, um, you know, the lower end ones, maybe, maybe the price point is like 
four ninety nine. Oh, oh, you thought? Wait, th- wait. You said two two hundred to two fifty would be lower than what you thought? Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Like, because I'm trying to think, like two fifty, like. <sighs> I don't know if I want to test that exoskeleton suit to put and push it very far at all. Um, wait, wait, wait! What price point were you thinking of? I was thinking that the lowest end ones would probably run at four ninety nine, five ninety nine. In that, like the, oh, the price, four ninety nine. Okay, of like, I, th- I don't know a PS five. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know what? Now, now that you you compared it to that, to be <laughs> honest with you, that does ma- that does make more sense. I forgot. You know what? Like we do sell a lot. They do sell a lot of things that are around that price point. Um, they do, especially like for drones. high electronics grades. Yeah, yeah, you know what drones I mean? like, get sold at that price point, and there's obviously they go away. Okay, so that's the low end, and yeah, that those are that would be low end. Okay, uh, and the, and the low end. Let's let's talk about these exosuits because like the exosuits mm-hmm. that I know about that are real, they are, from my understanding, they, they don't look like they're electronically powered. It seems like they are like powered through like leverage and and hydraulics, but they are like a. Yeah. A, I, to call it a suit is 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 I think if you haven't seen these, I things, know I think that's a misdirect. It's like a yeah, well, it, I would not call it. It is a suit. like an exoskeleton that goes around mm, your body, so- made of metal, and you know, it has hinges and joints, and it's designed like it makes you taller, obviously, because like when you're in it, like you're standing a little bit, you're inside it, in kind of a, above. Like I think it what it adds like a, a foot to your height, probably. When you're in these things, yeah. So you know, it, this is a perfect time. We should explain for our listeners, just in yeah. case if some people aren't familiar with what we're talking about. I'm sure they're you're, okay. So you're right. There, there are two different styles. Like this technology actually does exist. So yes. we're not talking about fake. You know, something yeah. fake that doesn't. That and we're isn't also real. not talking this, about Iron Man suits. You know. No, yeah, we're not talking. Yeah, they're deaf. Oh man, that's not even in the same category. No, that's what all. we're talking about. Um, no, basically, uh, this technology is real. Uh, you know, we're just we're just going to discuss the fact that you know right now this technology is I think only available to like probably the military and just you know um, things like that. It's not it's not something you see the general public using. But the two different styles that I have seen, you're right. One of them is is kind of wearable to the point where you also step into something so you are a little bit taller than you normally would be yeah um about like half a foot maybe a foot okay maybe. about six inches. um but the other type that i saw and this is the one this is the one that i always picture in my head is is the one that they were testing out in the military and it's almost like a wearable backpack and the backpack has like extendable arms with joints and hydraulics and uh uh you know it's also i think it i think it's not just hydraulics i think it's also powered uh um and these these limbs that come out connect to your limbs um so it doesn't make you taller or anything but the pack on the back that you wear which also goes around your torso um you know augments your movements already so like when you're running, you if you turn that pack on, you can run faster and longer before you're getting tired. And if you were lifting something, it would help you lift whatever you're lifting so that your strength would be, you know, like more powerful. You know what I mean? Like okay. you would be stronger in a sense that like that's the type of things I, I've seen. So I'm looking at I'm look, right now. I, I, I pulled up military military exoskeleton suits and I do see these like backpack things. 
Um, mm-hmm. But they're 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 not very bulky. And I didn't you say like the one that you're talking about, like it, it extends their reach. Oh yeah, some of them also extend their reach. Like it would be like controlling, um, I guess, like a claw. You know what I mean? That, that, that yeah, like, okay, yeah, like your own hands and fingers. Like like it. I I think it, some of them might even have these like um these claw type uh you know mechanical fingers i guess you would call them and then your fingers are attached to you know little like pulley system things that when yes. you move your fingers yes. it corresponds to the mechanical ones okay oh you, you okay i i do see some of the stuff you're talking about okay and so that would be kind of on the higher end is the more actually the ones that are more like uh electronically powered or what or or whatever these are. Yeah. Okay. I would say those were probably going to start running you up into the, like the couple grand, you know what I mean? At, at least, the very right? least. At, yeah. At the least. Yeah. Okay. So, um, have you ever played the game dead space? No, but I think you've told me about that Dude, game before. Dead space is such a good game. And I'm pretty sure they're coming out. Aren't with they remaking remake. that? Yeah. Remake. Um, yeah. Maybe God, I have to get yeah, that. Absolutely. Dude. It's one of the best horror games ever made. Um, I put it, on par with the best of Resident Evils and the best of Silent Hills, like it is up Wow. There. Yes, absolutely. Really? How did yes. I never play this game? Then? I don't know, because man. I love it was it was very very popular when it came out, and it has a huge following. Uh, that that being said, that's not really that important. Um, the main character, <laughs> yes, it is. That's very important. <laughs> the main character, his name is Isaac, and he is a uh, like a mechanic and a technician, right? And you, okay. uh, mild spoilers for the beginning of Dead Space. You have been sent to this colony that sent out a distress signal, and their power went out, and a bunch of other like they were having a bunch of like big bad tech problems. Of course, you know it's, it's putting thousands of people's lives uh, in danger, and so you mm-hmm. and your team have been sent out, and you are like the main tech. And in, in the idea here is that you're going there to like fix their their big technology that's going on in the ship. Um, obviously that's not what happens, but he has this yeah. thing on the suit. It's like an exoskeleton suit, but it also serves as like a, a space suit. So it's, it's kind of a little bit of, both. Oh, okay. Okay. But one of the cool things uh, about the suit, cause you, this game's in the third person, right? So you can see Isaac, the, his back and his head of his head and, and, and his body. And this suit really looks like it would like super reinforce both your strength and your endurance because like all up and down the spine, it just has all these like, uh, these metallic kind of like, uh, like layered grids and it just, it looks sturdy oh, okay. as hell. And then it's got a, he's got a pretty wicked badass looking helmet and whatnot. And like, uh, th- this is like, it, this suit is the reason that you're even able to fucking survive because like he's just a normal guy he doesn't have combat training but his suit has access to like all these different like heavy duty uh uh tools you know like laser cutters and saws and a bunch of other bullshit um and 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 certain types of guns too and so he's able to actually fight these crazy zombies one of the weird things about dead space is that you know in in, in your average zombie movie or game or whatever you always want to go for the head yeah, or, yeah, or the exactly. body, but usually the head. Dead Space is the absolute opposite. You you want to chop off the limbs. That is how you – nothing else will down these fucking things. You have to chop off all the fucking <laughs> limbs. Um, and there, there's reasons for that as, as you get into the war. Yeah. But, yeah, whenever whenever I think of, like, military exosuits or exosuits even just for, like, uh, 
the construction or heavy, heavy labor uh, fields, I always think of Dead Space and I think about that suit. You should look up that suit, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I should look up yeah. that. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pulling up myself too, yeah. Yeah, um, actually, you know what, dude? That that picture that you just sent right now from looking that up, that that's uh, that's kind of like what I picture in my head, but I, I've always pictured the type that's like um so i picture that that's what somebody would wear like um you know how like when iron man gets in his suit he kind of has like this black uh i don't even know what's the material made out of but he kind of has this other like other tight skin suit on yeah, him. yeah right? he does yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so i the picture that you sent um i figure i always looked at people wearing that and then having like this other almost spider-like insect-like like uh limbs that would come out of a back suit you know what i mean sure. and and connect to their arms like in their legs so that okay. when you move your arms and their legs you know what i mean those those things are moving as well and that's and the little power pack that they're extended from from the back is hmm. is the power you know what i mean that's where it would help you lift or move or whatever Right. So, so are we operating under the assumption that both of these types of exoskeletons kind of exist? Yeah. But, but the kind that you're talking about, I think that's very high end. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, okay. and the type I'm talking about where it's just like a pack that you wear with, I think that's a more simple design. That's probably the lower end. Right. Right. So, so yeah. the, the first thing I think the, the, the most obvious thing is the place that, you and I and most of the public would be seeing these things uh, the most, like to the point where it'd be commonplace, would be anywhere where there is heavy lifting involved. So construction oh, work, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, warehouse working, uh, you know, I don't know, mechanical engineering and labor and, and stuff like that. It, I think it, not only would it would it become like commonplace, it would probably just become super standardized and even the law because like these things yep. are going to help protect people's legs and most importantly people's backs, people's shoulders from ever getting injured. Not ever, but like yes, that's... there there are people like I who who would have got injured in their line of work inevitably or just highly likely and this will help prevent just so many of those. So uh, every insurance company is going to want every one of these companies that that could be utilizing these things to utilize these things. So like Companies are going to yep, be incentivized exactly. to, like, everyone's going to be putting these for, for the job. They're, and, of, of course, I don't think these workers are going to have to pay for their own. Like, they'll probably be company-owned. Um, yeah, but, uh, man, you're hitting all the key points that I, I was hoping you were going to get to because yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I, I literally thought the same. Yeah, I mean, and this is one of those those rare cases, especially on this show, where we, we get very doom and gloom very easy. Uh this yeah, is just a yeah. win-win uh, in the workplace, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I think I think there are maybe just a couple little 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 cons to all these pros, which I'll get into in a second. I, I do ha- I do have some doom and gloom though. Oh, of uh, but let's finish what this. Let's finish this. 
<laughs> yeah, let's finish this line of uh, of our thought first, yeah, but, though, because I think, I think, you are right. I good. Oh, I was just gonna say you are right. Uh, you know about like the the main places I think that this would look commonplace would be in certain jobs where it's not gonna be owned by the employee. It's gonna be owned by the company, and then like you come into work, like okay, hey Joe, uh, you're gonna suit be up. wearing suit number two today. You know, sign mm-hmm. this out or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, or uh, not suit or two. I, That's the one that stank ass Johnny always. <laughs> wears <laughs> yeah, yeah i know exactly like oh man is that the one that stan wore the last time he made you know he sweats too much man like you know um yeah. or or i was gonna say also i bet you every like almost every cop car or ambulance any kind of first responder fire departments every fire truck will probably have one uh, in in well, their okay, like okay. trunk or wherever. Maybe um, not every police unit. They might have like a special like. So oh, we need this. Call this unit out. You know. Let's but. wait. Let's wait before we get to emergency services because there's a lot there. Um, okay. I I, I, I kind of want to finish what I was saying when it comes to like the the private sector of of like mm-hmm. the labor sector, if you will, and that like it's it's mostly a win win. You know, injuries are going to drop, um, and uh, companies are probably going to have to pay out way less than workers' comp and insurance. Uh, and productivity will go up. And this is where some of the cons come in, is I think because of productivity will go up, I'm sure companies will try and exploit that to the greatest of their, their ability. But um, but that being yeah, said, productivity going up isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. And companies are going to company, and like we as the workforce got to figure out, you know, how, how to counterbalance that. But let's, but yeah, let's, let's talk about emergency services because I can yeah. definitely see this, uh, infiltrating, uh, the police force, uh, not, mm-hmm. not so much for the injury aspect, but, uh, I mean a little bit, but, and, and definitely not necessarily for the lifting aspect, but because what you said about being able to run without getting tired. Yep. Exactly. I think police forces would love to get their hands on this when it comes to running down criminals, because they're going to want to just be <laughs> like, you know, freeze and the judge just got to power up. And then they, they, yeah. they, like they're like then they just start running like a fucking marathon olympian runner and they just run whoever they're trying to get down um i I know seriously like they they would probably try to find any excuse possible to like like they're they're probably going to be like freeze i I should power up right yeah they're going to be like freeze criminal or whatever you know and then all of a sudden they're like uh, uh, are you, do you want to run? Are you sure you don't want to run? Do you, you know what I mean? Like they're going to give them that chance. Give, I'll even be... give you a head start. Here, look, I'll close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm turning around now. Like, I'm count to ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, and then okay, and then let's talk a little bit about like first responders, uh, like EMT paramedics. I could see one of these rigs being on board some ambulances. Um, mm-hmm. so you know they don't talk about this a lot. One of the the most stressful type of call. I mean, there's a lot of stressful type of call, calls as an EMT or paramedic. But one of the most stressful type of calls that they don't talk about very much is responding to a an emergency bariatric situation. Call. Uh, no, not what'd you say? Bariatric call. Bariatric. Yeah, like a bari- like a like like someone who may be like extremely overweight. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what I was referring to. And they have to be transported. And when I say extremely overweight, um, I mean I've been on a, a, on a couple calls when I was an EMT with with people in this weight size category. We're talking six, seven hundred pounds. Like this yeah. is this is heavy yeah. enough where like four fully grown in shape men aren't aren't enough 
And also, like, yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, and also, like, uh, if there's stairs involved, it's not happening at all. Like, it's it's you know they they have to get cranes for some some of these people. Um, mm-hmm. They have to cut open bust bust open walls, break down doors, and all kinds of other stuff. Um, that being said, like having some of these in a fleet could be useful, considering that those calls are are common enough to not be considered. I would say uncommon. So I could see a use yeah. there as well. Um, finally, though, let's get to firefighters. I think this is where it gets well, tricky. Go ahead. Real, real quick, I just wanted to also yeah, yeah. too another call that you probably do hear a lot about is when they say like, "Oh, we had to call in the 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 jaws of life to like rip open a car door or something for a crash accident that they have to get access yeah. to." And I, I was mm-hmm. thinking that's what this suit would probably replace. You know, possibly, um, the main thing there is I, how, how are these? I know these exoskeletons are really good when it comes to pushing and pulling and lifting, but how are they when it comes to gripping? Grip strength is kind of a different thing. Yeah, you're, that's correct. I was also going to bring up the fact that we never really discussed, I guess, I guess it all depends on what, I guess, uh, you know, what, uh, uh, what version or, or, right, or what right. quality of the suit you have. But I'm talking about the higher end ones that these first responders would probably have access to. I would think they would have attachments or things that would be like for gripping, cutting. And I think they would be probably strong enough to handle the kind of calls they would go on. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I At least that's what I would think in my head. Like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, otherwise it would kind of be like, why? I could also just see like another, like a specialized type of ambulance where it's like, oh, these are these these are the the powered suit dudes who we call oh, in yeah, for specific right, yep. scenarios. It's like, hey, you know, the uh dispatch gets a call and it's, you know, a situation that calls for someone who's it, it's a situation that's suitable for someone who's suited. So uh, you know, the they'll send the suited unit, you know? Today's show is brought to you by Lonely Helper Exosuits. Having a hard time lifting heavy items? Never a friend nearby to help because you have no friends? With the Lonely Helper Exosuit, you can say to heck with friends and do all of your chores with ease. Buy now and receive 25% off with a mail-in rebate. Available at all Walmarts. We are also sponsored by Patreon. Looking to become more than just a patron? Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash dude could you imagine? And show your support. And finally, Apple Podcasts. Take a bite into the apple and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, let's get back to some more Dude Could You Imagine? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like the, let's, let's call the EXO unit, you know? Oh, that's way cooler than what I said. Yes, the EXO unit. <laughs> I love that. Um, that's fucking cool. Um <laughs> But, okay, let's talk firefighters real quick because I think that's way trickier. So the thing about firefighters is, um, although most of the time they're not actually fighting fires, everything that they do and everything they wear and, and stuff has to be like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Designed to be able to withstand crazy amounts of smoke and heat and all kinds of other bullshit. Um, so whatever exoskeletons they get their hands on um, – these exoskeletons have to be able to endure and be safe to wear in these super dangerous environments. And that's not, that's not that easy. Like, you know, I don't, yeah, that's you true. know, especially the, 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 we're talking about like powered, you know, these, these exoskeleton or these exosuits 
are some of them are powered like is is the mm-hmm. the power source and the wiring in in the unit is it going to be able to take extreme heat because if that thing blows then what are do they go stiff can they not get out you know what i mean like like it, it just yeah it, it you're would right be, yeah it would like from what i know about the the firefighting industry and how like rigorously everything needs to be tested uh all the tech they use all the equipment they use uh has to be like certified and tested and all this sort of stuff i think Mm-hmm. Their rigs would either be just way more durable and above and beyond like what your average consumer could ever get their hands on, or yeah. they just wouldn't be suitable for the job, so it wouldn't be something. They'd- yeah, I I feel like um, if anything, where this type of technology is going to really shine for for first responders is going to be your your medical like the the ambulance, right? Yeah, and yeah, sure. um, yeah, and then the the second. You know, the second one where they're going to have to beef up this technology to specifically tailor would be law enforcement, because in that line of work, you may be shot at. You may have to roll around on the ground or something. You know, this thing's going to get banged up. That's probably. true. That's and true. Uh, but but the firefighter one that is going to ha- they are n- there's no way that they can get anything but the highest grade suit possible where it's going to have to be heat resistant or something like that or or Mm -hmm. it's going to have to have like you know special attachments it's going to be it's probably going to have to be there it's it it may have to replace their current gear altogether it's probably going to have to have everything (laughs) they currently wear to a fire but like and more you know what i mean because you're right i don't see them being able to really effectively use all this stuff with the line of work they're in and with the gear they already have to wear. Yeah, I, I would go as far as to say I just don't think it would probably infiltrate the fire department. Um, yeah, that might uh, be that, that I, would I, be some. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it's it's the least likely. It seems like it seems like even here and now you and I are trying to like we're we're, we're trying to make the concept work. But even then it's coming with <laughs> yeah. caveats. Um, okay, so let's get let's get to the consumer level. What <laughs> idiots or people who have uses for them are buying these things? <laughs> so obviously, to be completely completely honest, I was just about to let me just before we get to that, let me ask you this question real quick. Would I buy it? If you could, yes, yes. <laughs> would you buy it? Um, I it it depends. So, um. <laughs> There's nothing for the most part in my day to day life that requires the strength of an exosuit. <laughs> Let me just start there. <laughs> okay. There are just okay. very few things in my life that require the strength of an exosuit <laughs> or have ever required the strength of an exosuit. <laughs> uh, that being said, I have chronic back problems. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they're severe enough where I'm going to be seeing some doctors very soon and getting x rays and stuff to see. Uh, what the fuck is actually wrong with my back? And let's let's try and fix these things. Cause oh, I've done, okay. I've done everything I can up to this point, and it's not really getting better. But um, so I I could see myself tempted in trying one out to see if it helps me. You know, uh, like let's say I'm having a day with with some back pain. Uh, let me let me wear my exosuit today. <laughs> well you know well yeah (laughs) go ahead yeah no you're absolutely right but you know what well if that's the case um by the time it became public or became uh available to the general public 
even before that time, I would imagine it was probably already made available through medical re, uh, uh, avenues where, you know, through insurance, they would probably, if, if you had good enough insurance or if they covered it, you would probably get a, a one designed pro- and most likely for back problem, patients so, with back problems, because it would relieve stress off your back. You know what I mean? And like, so I think. I think if if we're talking, so now we're talking about like a, a specialized, what I imagine would be a very light version of these mm-hmm, things, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it doesn't have the arm and leg attachments. It's really just the back apparatus with mm-hmm. with maybe some upper leg stuff. Um, yeah, you uh, real quick, you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember yeah. watching? Did you ever watch? Uh, what, uh, what was it? Not it wasn't the what was the last Chris Nolan um, Chris Nolan Batman movie? Was it? That uh, was Dark Knight uh, Rises. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Do you remember which, uh, when which, Bruce? Which I think oh. we can all agree is the worst named of the trilogy. But go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, yeah. right? Um, did 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 you remember that part where it shows Bruce and he's kind of limping with a cane? Yeah. And then when he goes to finally, you know, come back as Batman to go up and find uh, Bane, he puts on that like device that goes like one part's wrapped around his upper thigh and the other part's kind of around his calf muscle and it was to separate and kind of compress his knee so that way he didn't have to limp and he could use it yeah i do remember i do remember so i feel like the back uh if if they if there was an exoskeleton technology for back pain issues uh it would be something similar to that it would be more of a lightweight just like a just something to separate your back muscles to like to support those so your body doesn't have to support those muscles at the time being right so the thing about this is i think this this exoskeleton that we're we're describing here it would only really be quote unquote prescribed in very specific cases because it's a double-edged sword. Like, for instance, someone like me, it would actually be a bad idea to wear this thing all the time because rather than, you know, my back get better or me, you know, do the things I need to get my back better, I would become reliant mm-hmm. on the exoskeleton and my muscles would atrophy, which would then exacerbate oh, yeah. the situation. <laughs> so doctors would be very reticent to just prescribe these things like crazy because counterintuitively, it's actually worse for your back. But I could definitely see them being prescribed for particular patients who um, have the type of back injury or pain that is, they've already done everything they can. They've had surgery. They've done physical therapy. Like, it's as good as it's going to get, and it still is chronic pain. So let's get Mm -hmm. them an exoskeleton suit with the caveat of, like, yeah, use this suit on especially painful days or when you think you need to. But you have to continue physical therapy because if you don't, it's going to jack up your whole system. Um, and- yeah, and you know what? They would probably have an adjustment on the suit too. Like, okay, for the first week, wear it at a hundred percent power. Second week, wear it at you know sixty five percent. Sure, yeah. You know what I, I mean? So you wean that. off yeah, of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so would I be tempted to buy like a low end one for like my really bad days? Like, for instance, I'm having mm-hmm. a really bad day. I'm having a really bad week. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting better as the week keeps going, but like I would have probably been wearing it th- during this week. Um, and I would have 
preferred the ones without arms and leg attachments because I don't want to be a giant robot, you know. Also, like <laughs> my job is is now uh, both recording podcasts, but but most most of my job, most of the things that I do is I'm writing. I'm writing a book right now, and I obviously I write the scripts for the Dungeon Cast. Um, yeah, and I Dungeon Master. Um, which is a lot of writing as well. And it's very hard to write when you have a giant, giant exoskeleton arms and stuff. So that would be very conducive <laughs> to my day to day. Um, not to mention that baby Liam will probably see you and be like, ah, what is, what is that? Is that robot, robot dad? dad? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. seriously. Uh, that being said, I could see two types of people generally, uh, everyday people, uh, buying these things. And, uh, one is, the people who like to do like crazy amount of like yard and like landscaping yard, you know, house uh, yeah, customization no. and stuff like that. Like people like my my father in law who is constantly in the backyard redoing redoing a deck, building a shed, cutting down a tree, replanting a new tree, like doing doing the roofing, doing the decorating. Like he's just he's out there. He's he's almost sixty and he's just out there kicking ass, and it's just what he does. Like. Uh, granted, yeah. like he would never buy this exoskeleton suit because he he wouldn't need <laughs> he would feel he wouldn't need it. But I could see yeah. someone like him definitely being like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get one of those, and I'll be able to do even more." You know? Yeah, that um, would totally. Yeah, that makes the total sense for for people who do those types yeah. of jobs. Yeah. The the uh, now <laughs> go ahead. I was I was gonna say, ask me the question. Okay, would you? Oh God, Tom. yes, would yes, well, yes. <laughs> what would you do with it? Honestly, just for the cool factor, I just oh, think God. it's so cool. I mean, I, I I probably even have less use for this than you do. Like, I mean, I also have back problems, but like, I I think yours are a little more more than mine. But like, I would literally, it would probably only come or come out once a year, and that would be around Christmas time when I have to like maybe go and put up the Christmas lights and you know clean out the garage yeah. and this and that. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like okay. that or uh, that's the only other time. That's the only really like thing right now that I could think of that I would use that for. But um, yeah, man, that, I just I would I, I mean, I, I wouldn't get the higher. I would definitely get just the the most affordable lower end one. But uh-huh. like, you know, I, yes, okay. I would definitely so get it. <laughs> I, I take back what I said. There'd be three kinds of people that would buy yeah. these things. Tom and people like yeah. him, uh, yeah. the people who would actually use them. <laughs> For, for what they're using. Yeah, for real. But the, the, the other type of person I was thinking of is, I don't know why, but like, I, I, I feel it's, there's this stereotypical, arch, archetypical type of person that I've met many times in my life. I'm sure you have. They, they tend to be the, um, what do you call them? Like the doomsday prepper slash oh, gun yeah. hoarder slash brag mm-hmm. about hunting slash brag about my guns slash kind of people. <laughs> and I yeah. definitely see those types of people buying all these, buying exoskeletons and like finding any excuse to wear them publicly. Any excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, and, and trying to pull the like, uh, I'm so tough because I have an exoskeleton suit. And car. and there's there's are going to be plastic dipped and like uh like camouflage exactly. uh you know what I mean like you know or, or like American flag like yeah it's it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> everyone's gonna think they're an idiot they're gonna think they look cool but you know what whatever makes them happy um, <laughs> yeah that's true I mean hey you know yeah, well, yeah whatever they're not hurting anybody unless they're being complete assholes in that case you know, <laughs> shut the fuck yeah. up and stop but um <laughs> but yeah those are the three types of like your average person. Uh, I see. Uh, uh, yeah. Outside of like the work sector, you know, like maybe a self-employed 
uh, construction worker or or or, mm. um, or or like heavy duty carpenter or something like that might buy their own for their own you know for for work purposes. But but when it comes to for personal use, um, I could I could see that. I could also see like um, I could I could definitely weirdly I could see uh, regional sports. Oh, I I was just about to bring that yeah. up. I was I was about to bring up that like uh I and I know it doesn't count like cuz like you know especially if you're talking about when you're in the major sports scene, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't call those your average, you know, average Joe because they're making millions of dollars. They could afford the highest end quality of that stuff, but I definitely can see them using this for, you know, training to like heal from training injuries or whatever oh, and this and that yeah but true. i also would think that then there would be all these things about how oh you need to make sure you're not wearing any of this during the gameplay you know what i mean because sure, it would be sure. considered cheating yeah, and, and all that absolutely. kind of stuff see what i was thinking was i could definitely see like regional like sports scenes you know like oh hey dude we're gonna we're gonna you know we're starting a, a football team and be like, ah, I'm not really, you know, interested. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm too old for that. It's, oh no, dude, it's a, it's an exosuit team. So like, there's this exosuit league over in LA, and like, you know, there's eight teams, <laughs> okay. and like, all you got to do to qualify is get get a suit, you know, and try out, and like, if you get in, like, it's like this whole thing, man, and be like, there would be like a whole subculture all around exosuit sports. And then, oh, like, I didn't think that would be awesome. Would actually, be, that would, would be, be cool. cool and then I could see it like growing into. You, remember, you know how like skating was like an underground thing, like back in the like late eighties, early nineties, uh, and then yeah. it, like became like a professional big thing. Exports. Same with kind of uh, yeah. with, with UFC. Like it started small and and kind of niche. Yeah, that's true. Blown mm-hmm. up. I could definitely see EXO Sports like being being like that dude like, that exo <laughs> sports that's exactly what you probably like like they would be like are you ready for some exo you know like, like the monday night football or something Hell you know yeah. absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> dude like yeah and now exo ball championships number three you know or something I like would, that i would definitely <laughs> check it out uh, i can't guarantee you it'd be a fan but i would check it out um, but so yeah, that's that's I mean that's where my mind goes with these things. Did you want to add anything? So the only other thing I just wanted to bring up was the doom and gloom part. And oh, yeah. the only doom and gloom that I thought about was when this falls into criminal hands. It, it depends on two things: oh, what shit. criminal hands are getting a hold of this technology, and two, how strong are these suits actually, and like how right, fast right. can they make you run? That's because if it really is that strong and durable and it and you can run and jump high like depending on how fast and high you could jump i mean you could be committing a lot of crimes and getting away with them with the exception of then you sh- then you got to hope that the police's exosuits can match so, you know okay. what i mean and that they can you know yeah, like sure and, and, and you 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 raise a good <clears throat> point and i i could definitely see it like being a a factor when it comes to like crime and criminal activity but mm-hmm. to get really doom and glue on you the, the worst thing about this is imagine you know um with oh, gun I, violence I too in the small. country and you get <laughs> you get these crazy people who not only get their hands on let's say one gets their hands on a high-end suit but then they modify it and make it as yeah, yeah. bulletproof mm-hmm. and durable as possible so that when they go do their thing they know they they have the 
best chance to last as long as possible and hurt as many people as possible before they go down. Now that exactly, and then and then and then we start getting into like exosuit search becoming outlawed and like blah blah blah. And then like if if you're caught with a modified exosuit of any, you know, it's you know. That's jail time, and then it just turns into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was also thinking, I was just thinking on a too small of a scale here. It, obviously, right now this technology does exist. Now it doesn't exist to the to the qualities of what we're talking about, but like it probably will soon become that powerful. And now you're going to have armies armed with these. Every soldier is going to have one. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, absolutely. That, you know, I mean, yeah. Still. Yeah, exactly. But so that being that's said, the like, doom and gloom. <laughs> see, like when it comes to the military uh, stuff, it, I don't know. For me, it's it's a little less doom and gloom just because like our wars nowadays are fought usually like on 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 the larger scale of missiles and Yeah, uh, they're not always on the ground yeah, all the battleship time. Battleship carriers and 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 also just like the geopolitics and you know, economic uh uh what sort of looking for um when you uh, yeah they they do like economic uh, 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 blockades, blockades and, and, uh, and yeah, like and, 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 and that stuff tariffs et cetera et cetera. Um, that being said, like uh, special ops groups would definitely be, be outfitted in these and sent into you know to key places <laughs> for key operations and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, those but, are gonna make for some good movies because like oh, those those suits would be the ones that you're like, I mean, oh man, that's so cool. You I know, never like, like <laughs> I never like military movies. I just don't. They're not interesting to me or cool or fun. I think some, only some. Yeah, there's only a select few I think that yeah. I can see that are considered like military movies. And and to be honest with you, most of them that I do like are ones that take place in eras that have already gone past. Well, so yeah. you know what I mean. They're they're yeah, but they're a little bit less real to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're a little less real for me. So they I'm like, oh, that you know, some. they actually. Happened. Yeah, I, I know. But dude, could you imagine? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Once again, I'm Fritz Frivolous, and this has been Dude Could You Imagine? If you would like to support our show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dude could you imagine, or leave us an Apple Podcast review. Don't forget, we would love to hear from you, and you can subscribe to us on Instagram at dude underscore could you imagine, on Twitter at dcyimagine, and on our YouTube channel where you can leave a like and a comment. You can also let us know what you are imagining by emailing us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. Until next time, folks, this is Fritz Frivolous reminding you to keep on imagining. I, I know, think. seriously, like they, they would probably try to find any excuse possible to like, like they're, yeah. they're probably going to be like, should, should you power freeze. Up? I, I should yeah, power up, right? Yeah, they're going to be like, freeze criminal or whatever, you know? And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, uh, are you, do you want to run? Are you sure you don't want to run? Do you, you know what I mean? Like they're going to give <laughs> them that chance. Give, I'll do... even give you a head start. Here, look, I'll close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm turning around now. Like, I'm going to count to 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>